Are you looking for practical ministry help to inform and inspire your leadership? Do you have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of other leaders in pursuit of stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast, presented by CDF Capital, helping churches grow. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. My name is Christine, one of the hosts of the podcast, and today I'm joined by Rich Birch, the founder of Unseminary. Rich, how are you? Hey, Christine, super glad to be here today. You know, over the last two years, there's been this word that we keep hearing. It's kind of petered out, but it's coming back. What do you think that word might be? I'm afraid it might be unprecedented. (laughs) Unprecedented. We've been so much unprecedented in the last two years. And uh, today we start this article with another unprecedented. We are facing, we're in the midst of unprecedented inflation. And so today we've got five leadership hedges against inflation at your church. You know, it's an interesting time. The reason why we say it's unprecedented, because... There are very few people that are listening into this podcast today that were leading Mm. at the last time that inflation was as high as it is now. In fact, I was digging out some kind of facts about when inflation was this high. It was back when people were freaking out because the the cost of an entire loaf of bread had got to 50 cents for a... That would have been amazing. Johnny Carson, he ruled late night and the, um, the on computers, home computers, which were just a new thing at the time. Uh, a newfangled device had just been released called Modem, which connected your phone to the uh, to the phone or your phone, your computer to the phone line to connect to other computers. And there was this crazy young entrepreneur, a guy by the name of Ted Turner, <laughs> that he launched a, a brand new cable television network that all it did was news all day long. Think about how crazy that was. Up until that news mm-hmm. was just one hour a day. <laughs> Uh, that'll never work. Clearly, you know, that worked out okay. So we're talking almost 50 years ago? Oh, yeah, 40 years 40 ago. 40 years 1980, ago. 1980. Yep. 1980 was the last time uh, inflation was as high as it is right now. It's crazy. All right. Well, you've got some, you're going to talk to us about that unprecedented season right now. Mm-hmm. What difference does inflation make to churches in the season? Okay, so this is one of those things that as church leaders, we might not think about. Be, frankly, I know that the business leaders in your church are thinking about it because they're wondering, hmm, should we be raising our prices right now? Because they see the cost of goods going up. They see, and it's not across the board. Uh, I was, in fact, just yesterday, I was talking to a financial advisor type person and I was asking him about this and and he was digging into the cost of dry goods uh, mm-hmm. to, you know, you know, around the world. It's kind of a fun conversation. But uh, it's, you know, we sometimes don't think about this in the local church because we don't set prices for what we do. We don't have to charge people to come. Uh, But really what at its core, what inflation is, inflation erodes an entire country's spending power. So basically, as the cost of everything goes up, particularly labor, as the cost of everything goes up, people's buying power goes down. So this is the joke about the 50 cent loaf of bread. Like, uh, it's the same loaf of bread, but it's costing you multiple times that now, 40 years later, that's at that that prices is rising quickly and the most recent report was that it was we were, we were experiencing seven percent inflation which is crazy so what that means is basically everything is seven percent more expensive now than it was a year ago um, so you think about your budget if you uh, your budget is going to buy seven percent less that at this this point this year than it did this point last year so that's an important thing it's a huge mm-hmm. number for us when we think about leading in our churches all right well we've got a few articles to dig deeper to understand inflation tell us about those yeah if you want to draw by the show notes we've got three i tried to dig out ones that i thought gave 
a fairly kind of balanced view and not like an alarmist, the sky is falling kind of view, but tried to give you some in informative. There's one from the investment exec uh, executive. There's one from the Wall Street Post and uh, or sorry, the Washington Post and one from the Wall Street Journal. Uh, you could see those. The links are in the in the show notes. OK, well, unprecedented now, theoretically, inflation has probably always been something for the church to be thinking about. Would you agree? Yeah, it is one of those things, again, as people who lead organizations, it's we might not think about it that much. We may think about it once a year if we're like an executive pastor or somebody who's worried about the um you know the 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 cost of our staff like our our salaries every year we usually think about it at the as a price of uh you know a cost of living increase we sing oh like it might be three percent this year or two and a half percent or um we might think about it at that point uh but we really should be thinking about it. actually i remember in 2006 i happened to be on a uh, missions trip or a service trip with our church and we were in Zimbabwe at the time it was an incredible trip like one of those really life-changing trips had lots of great experiences and man my respect for the leadership the church leadership in Zimbabwe was incredible and, and actually during the period we were there they were they were experiencing hyperinflation which is nowhere near what we're experiencing today it was like way worse in fact actually in the two weeks we were there the cost of everything in the country had doubled. Mm, so, wow. you know, imagine that loaf of bread again. Maybe it's three bucks, 50 cents in your store. And a week from now, it's seven bucks. Imagine mm. what it would be like to lead in that environment. And there was a, a like a bishop, a leader of a region at that point that was taking donations into the, the kind of, you know, his central budget and was buying bricks. And he was just literally stockpiling bricks in the backyard of kind of their compound mm. because he knew those bricks, if he buys those bricks today those bricks will be there a year from now not didn't know what building they were going to didn't know what they were but it was a hedge that was what he was doing that's what's called a hedge he was he was spending money now uh to try to protect the value of that for the future that's kind of what we're talking about here all right so while this isn't going to be a podcast of financial advice or building a brick bank, what should <laughs> yes. leaders do? Yeah. So again, I'm not a financial advisor. I don't pretend I don't play one on the internet. Um, I don't, I like Dave Ramsey, you know, I like uh, mad money guy on, you know, it's uh, CNBC, but I don't, I'm not that person. But so what you should do is you should reach out to whoever, maybe on your board, or maybe you've got some advisor on this front. And they might say things like borrow now with the interest rates because they're really at all time low. They might tell you that if you've got a mortgage on your you know, facility, now's a great time to refund finance to go say, hey, what can we lock in? Because interest rates are going to go up. Um, you know, you, you, a lot of organizations at this point will talk about, hey, what if you plan for a 25% increase in the wages across your organization? Not that you're going to necessarily do that, but what impact would that have in your organization if you were forced to do that? And really lock in long-term pr pricing. If you've got contracts that you're with cleaners or with, um, you know, people that use your facility all the time, and this is on the spend side, uh, now's the time to lock those in, not, not the other way around. If people have contracts with you, don't lock them in. But if you're trying to, <laughs> on the spend side, now's a great time to lock in those. All right. So let's jump into the article, Leadership Hedges to Help Your Church in a Time of Inflation. So what is a leadership hedge? Okay. So a leadership hedge is really something we can do uh, it's a strategic decision. It's a repositioning of our thinking. It's a getting our head around thinking about uh, and working towards the fact that we live in an inflationary environment and we might need to change how we operate. So like, it's not really about moving money around. It's it's really about how, do, how should we be thinking in this current season. All right. So your first point was a proactive fundraising plan. Okay. So at its very core, inflation is about the increasing cost of service. It's really the quote unquote cost of doing business. 
and it's going up. It's going to be higher a year from now than it than it is today. That that is what we're experiencing. If we don't if we don't continue to increase the amount of revenue that's coming in per individual giver. So think about when you think about maybe you have a hundred donors in your church, and uh, you think about how much revenue comes in per individual giver. If we don't increase the, the revenue that comes per individual giver, as well as increasing the total number of givers this year, we're going to fall behind. What would it take to see a somewhere between a seven to 15% increase in revenue this year? And I would push you on a per giver basis. So what this means is how can you encourage the people who are currently giving to give more? Sure. You could go find new donors. Uh, that's entirely possible. And you should be thinking about that, but, but what could you do to increase particularly on the per giver basis? This could be an active appreciation plan. There's so many churches just do not do a good job on this front, actually reaching out to your existing donors and frankly, just saying, thank you, being very clear with them. Hey, when they give to your church, good things happen. God is working through them when they give. It could be a year end campaign. Often churches, churches that we're working with are seeing anywhere between a 10 to 15% bump in their giving, their overall giving, their annual giving in the last 45 days of the year. That could be something you could begin to plan for now. Um, you could look at a plan to convert occasional givers to regular givers. So there's people who might give three times a year, or maybe they only give at the year end. What could you do to build a plan right now to convert those people into regular? We all know one of the things we've seen over this pandemic time and again is that that online giving, people who give consistently, recurring giving is making a huge difference, difference in the life of our church. What can we do now to really build a proactive fundraising plan? And I would uh, say the people that are listening in, they're particularly suited well executive pastors, lead pastors are suited well to get that, to rally that plan today. Yeah. So the pandemic really has helped in the conversion to online giving, which is helpful in regular giving. It's so true. You know, I, so many churches I talk to, Christine, um, and and whatever happened here in 2022, like my phone is ringing off the hook. Lots of churches reaching out, wanting to talk about coaching, consulting, that kind of thing. And people I haven't talked to really in a couple of years, and people keep coming back and saying the same thing. Hey, our attendance is down a little bit over wherever. Are, we're, we still have no idea how many people are viewing online. We're not really sure what that means, but there's a lot of them. They know that, but their giving is strong and it's because of that recurring giving thing, which is great. Praise God, really. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. All right. Secondly, you have explore new and novel investing strategies. Okay. So after the last two years or over the last two years, uh, many churches have increased their cash positions. So, you know, if you get a group of executive pastors in a room and after, you know, I was going to say after there's a few drinks, which we know no executive pastors are having a few drinks, but, you know, maybe it's a couple coffees and they're, you know, talking about their churches, you know, the, while lead pastors might talk about attendance, oftentimes executive pastors will talk about, so how many weeks you got in reserve? It's like, how many weeks do you have? cash on hand, you know, of operational expenses. And one of the things that we've definitely seen over the pandemic is that thriving churches, growing churches increased their cash reserve. Now, the problem with this is that cash is slowly de devaluing literally right now. So that money is worth less today. In fact, it's actually worth 7% less today than it was a year ago. So the problem with this is if you just have your money sitting in like some basic investment plan that's like, you know, might be getting you like it's a totally safe thing. It's getting you 0.75%. It's literally losing money, uh, you know, right now. It's, it's going away. So this is a couple things I'd ask you to do. First of all, I, I really think you should look carefully at the money that you're holding just you know, in a basic interest, you know, earning account. And I know I said I wasn't going to give you financial advice, but it's, there's leadership here in a second. Um, you know, I would really look at that carefully because there, there could be real problems with that long-term. Um, you know, we, we added cash reserve, frankly, because we were freaked out by the pandemic. We were like, oh my goodness, 
what's going to happen. The, 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 you know, roof is going to cave in. This what, is like good Dave Ramsey advice. It, though, it, it, that is true. Fund. Yes, it is good. You, it's good that we did that. Now, the thing that we've learned on the other side is, wow, our churches are actually more financially resilient than we thought. These things are, are more uh, resilient in the face of struggle. So if you're holding cash, I would say, listen, you can be more risky with that cash. You can, you can up your risk factor because frankly, you're not going to need it. You're not going to need it in the short term. You're, you want to, you know, set that aside for the next big rainy day, which might be 10, 15 years from now. So maybe you need to re-examine the, your, you know, portfolio's risk and reward ratios and look at a more risky investment. One thing you could do um, is actually to look at, and, and we're going to talk about this in the future. Actually, I've got this great interview coming up on the Thursday show. Ding, ding, ding. That's an advertisement for the <laughs> Thursday podcast uh, with a with a church that's been using their money, get this, to invest in for-profit businesses. So, so it's the same thing if you were to take church money and put it in the stock market. You're doing that already today, or even in an investment fund, you're doing that. But what this church is doing is taking a slice of those reserves and actually becoming an active investor in a coffee shop, a for-profit coffee shop that's owned by the church. The returns end up back in their reserve fund. And they, they just did a second one, which is uh, again, they're doing real estate investing in their town. Hmm. Again, it's a portion of their portfolio. It's, it's a bit riskier, but the reward is much higher down the road. Stay tuned for that. We're going to be talking about more that in the future all right looking forward to hearing more on that so number three increased leadership development spending okay your team is the best hedge against uncertainty i've said this before um there is no standard operating procedure for every problem that will come your way although we want to work on standard operating procedure they there you can't come up with enough things nobody predicted the pandemic this is the thing we've just learned nobody predicted this thing over the last two years and the reason why you're still standing is because of your incredible team and actually one of the best hedges for you in this year is to actually develop your team to to double down on how you're encouraging them what you're doing to build them while the cash sitting in your bank may not be earning you interest if you were to raise the leadership capacity of your entire team over this next 12 months it will pay dividends not only in the short term but in years to come what could this look like uh, this could be look look like spending more money on conferences this year to inspire and equip your team. It could look like this is the year that you hire coaches, not just for your lead pastor, not just for your lead team, but for individual various departments. You know, oftentimes experts are a shortcut. They they help you see um, really around corners and they help you jump quickly through developmental stages. Maybe this is the year you hire some uh, remote staffing contracts to support your team, to add some extra support for kind of the high performers in your community the good thing about those remote staffing contracts is you could you know you could structure them as a contract say let's try it for a year see how it goes and then scale back down the road again increase your leadership development spending your leadership the people the team those people that serve on your team they're the best hedge that you have against the uncertainty that comes with inflation number four look for you're gonna have to explain this noticeable less cuts <laughs> i love this so as we were your friends i'm letting you in on the the back secret the backside secrets of the production of the podcast you were talking about this and christine my lovely host and also my wife uh she was like are you do you mean less noticeable like is this a typo no no i mean noticeable <laughs> 
less. So what I mean is we're looking for things in your church that are like when it gets cut, people are like, oh, they're doing noticeably less things. They're, they cut stuff out. They're no longer doing this. It should be noticeable. I'm talking big honking segments of your ministry that you should just get rid of hmm. and cut expenses. What I'm talking about is to challenge your leadership team. If you were going to make a cut in your organization that would cut 10% of your expenses or more, 10% is the floor, what would that have to be? And what I know is that's not the googly eyes years ago we were facing a bit of a financial pressure as a church and we did the opposite of this we like went and we're like trimming every budget a little bit little bit little bit little bit and this like the stupidest one was we went to our kids ministry people and the number that i i seem to remember was it got to 25 cents the budget came out to 25 cents per kid per craft per week and what that functionally means is we could just have googly eyes. Like here, kid, you get two googly eyes for your craft this week. <laughs> this is a stupid cut because that's not going to make a difference in the life of the church. You're not going to be able to fight 7% in inflation with cutting the googly eyes or cutting back to just googly eyes. You have to find things that are noticeably less that you're like, oh, we used to do this. And so I'll, I'll give you some examples. Maybe you have that project and I'm speaking to executive pastors right now. Maybe you have that project that your lead pastor really loves that everyone behind their back kind of snickers on. <laughs> I remember years ago, uh, there was a church, very large church, like one of those name brand churches that we all know. And there was a project that the lead pastor would always get up and talk about how great this was. The entire staff team behind this person's back would snicker about it. Like, I can't believe we do this. This is like the stupidest thing we do, but it's like their pet project. That would be a great thing. If you're an executive pastor leaning in, wait, just wait for a lead pastor. So I got one for you. If you're executive pastor, that's a great one to approach them on and say, you know what? I think we should think about cutting this as a way typically noticeably less. Lead pastors, there might be a, a part of your ministry that you just look at and say, I know that that's not returning uh, impact for our church. It's it's something we've held on to. It's just a series of what I call craft. It's just kind of hanging on. And you see it from where you sit because frankly, you have no you have no kind of passion about the, you know, the individual ministry areas. You're like, yeah, I, I just kind of see the whole. You might have that thing that you seem to, you're the only one that seems to think, man, why do we do this? Now's a great time to go to your executive pastor and say, why is it we do this? Maybe we should do this. It would be a noticeably less thing if we if we cut it, got rid of it. Again, not, I'm not looking for anything that's less than 10% of your overall budget. It's got to be at least 10%. What would that be? I'd love to hear those conversations. Mm -hmm. All right. So number four was keep the googly eyes. And number five is consider some tech upgrades. <laughs> yes. An investment rather than a cut. Yes. So the tech guys are going to love this. So the one area... Um, and if you're an executive pastor, a lead pastor, a person setting with the, setting with the budget today, the one area I would encourage you to think about spending today and like in the next 30 days, next 90 days, like short term would be to invest in technology that's going to advance the mission of your church down the road. Maybe you've been thinking about, maybe you're a multi-site church and you've been thinking about update, update, upgrading to Resi, which is that, you know, they're uh, the video streaming service that allows you to do incredible streaming in multiple locations and virtually live. Uh, maybe you've been thinking about them. Now's the time to pull the trigger and do it. Like maybe you're thinking about launching a campus down the road and you basically buy the same gear every year from Portable Church. Call them up and order that gear now. Say, can you just send us the gear that we bought last year? I just want to buy that for a campus that's two years from now. And here's the reason why. It's the same thing 
as that guy in Zimbabwe, mm-hmm. you know, t- yep. 15 years ago. You're buying money today to build capacity in the future. And for all of us, technology is one of those things. Tech is a, is highly inflation inflation impacted. So it is going to increase. Uh, you know, the cost of projectors, the cost of new computers. Now's the time to buy all new Macs for your people. Tech people are going to love this part of it. They're probably going to only listen to this part of the conversation, but now is the time to make those. Why? Again, what you're looking for are capacity increasing purchases. So this is like technology to extend your reach. It's technology to launch new ministry areas. It's technology to launch new campuses, that sort of thing. Uh, now's a good time to do that. All right. Well, this has been super helpful, Rich. Is there anything else that you would like to add? All right. So let's say you're sitting here and you're thinking, hmm, yeah, maybe we need to do this. I've got three steps I'd love you to do. First, to get your team together. Again, I really do believe that your leadership team is the best hedge against inflation. Get them together and you could send them this, this article. You could send them maybe the articles at the top where, you know, we're get a little bit more detailed on some of the mechanics of inflation. And then, and then what I want you to do is to discuss what actions could you take? Actually have the conversation. Don't let this just be between your ears. Get your people together, put it into action. We rise together. We'll get through this together. You're going to survive this friends. Listen, I'm not freaking out about inflation. The fact that you're still listening, you know, post pandemic, mid pandemic, whatever this, whatever the phase is means that you've survived pat yourself on the back you can handle this this is not as big a deal as what we faced with coronavirus and covid and all of that and the masks and all of those things uh but you can get through this get your team together let's uh let's take this hill together friends Super practical, Rich. Thank you so much. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. You can find this and other helpful articles at unseminary.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Unseminary podcast. Drop by unseminary.com for more helpful resources for you and your team. There you will find articles, online courses, and so much more. Unseminary, stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Presented by CDF Capital. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary.